Listener Production. Hello and welcome to Willow Talk. Great to have your company, Adam Peacock, here with Lisa Healy. How are you? Very well, thank you. And Brad Haddon. That's the first time you've gone to Heels before me. Well, you know why? You know why? Yeah. Because I seen a host the other day at the Fox launch and, and you're in trouble. She was outstanding <laughs> and she's Australian captain, so well done. Yes, well done. <laughs> that's, a, well, that's why I went here first. Smart. <laughs> El Capitan. We're Thanks. in the presence of royalty here yes, today. We are. But, yes, um, we are. I mean, you were going to be anyway. It would have been a bit of a... A bad one if you cop the call and said, oh, we'll change their mind. You're, you're not nothing, now. What I've learned over my 15-year career is nothing's assumed in cricket. So you can't assume it, but I don't feel any different. So carry on. Can you talk about the process to get it? I'm sure we will at some point, yeah. Can you tell us? Oh, you want to know now? I want to know now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, oh, I was just 18 months of ex- work experience on the job. Yep. And then, um, oh, no, I just had to do a presentation to the powers that be yep. about what I might bring as a leader and what I can see for the side moving forward and did that and apparently they liked it maybe. So full, <laughs> full PowerPoint presentation, not a case of just... I did. I did the full pre- wow. presentation, yeah, and I put it like at least seven minutes into it because um, <laughs> 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 um, Microsoft PowerPoint literally does it all for you now. I put in all yeah. the detail and then they make it look pretty for you so it works out well. But um, Is that the AI still... option you've used there? No, just no, to... I didn't. No, thank you. It was all um, AH option, Elisa Healy, but... Um, <laughs> Good. Yeah, spoke to it and that they all thought it looked pretty, so did the job. Congratulations. It's, I Thank wonder you. how that has worked. We, we should ask people who have been captain. You've been captain in your time. Have you ever had to make a presentation? No. I, I knocked the back board? the Australian captaincy once. When? Drunk in, in a bar to Mark <laughs> Taylor. <laughs> we won't go into that. Was yet. it a full – was it a real – Offer was it? Or? Well, Michael hurt his hamstring and yeah. he was going to miss the test and, and we're having a drink at the bar in Adelaide and Mark Taylor mm. – I was on the board. He said, oh, you'll be right for next test. I said, oh, listen, I'm 37. I'm about to retire. Steve Smith's your next leader. Like there's no point um, me doing it for a one-off test match. But Could have got a blazer. I could have. But mm. you have enough blazers in your career. Oh, it's a pretty special <laughs> blazer. I, I did that uh, last session of that game that, yeah. that we won, and I'm happy to remember for that. We needed seven wickets. We got Coley out, and we won in the last uh Last session, so that's yeah. all I need. Well done, mate. Yeah, That'll thanks. Well, I'll go into the presentation a bit later. I would have thought you just rocked in there, put your feet on the table with your coffee and gone, you know what, we're going to have a bit of fun, we're going to hit the top of off and we're going to field hard and we're going to score a rate. That's my captaincy. Well, funnily enough, not one of the pres- one bit of the presentation was on-field. It was all off-field. So oh, okay. I did say if you've got any questions on-field, I'm happy to answer them because I feel like we got that <laughs> one down They know how cheeky you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to uh, speak to El Capitan. Of, I won't call you that for the whole thing, but yes, maybe a couple of times. <laughs> uh, about the, the process, and we've got some hypotheticals to throw at her as well, which will be fun. We've got our uh, test summer predictions, uh, rises and fallers. There's a couple as well, especially from the area of horticulture. Culture on the weekend, and uh, we'll preview in detail the first test. But before we get into it, uh, we'll be sure to follow us on social media. Uh, just search Willow Talk Podcast, TikTok, Instagram, hit us up, DM, slide all you want. Go in there and tell us what we're doing right and wrong and all things. And uh, Courtney Miller actually asked why Hads was at the back of the class photo <laughs> for the Fox Sports team. Hashtag get the man a milk crate was the uh, the comment. Now, Heels is front and center next day, Warner and, and Pat Cummins. Isha was smart enough to go, I'll take it. And then that made sure that she was front and centre. But that's a lovely photo. But (laughs) had yourself, I reckon, and the great Wazim Akram have been hard done by here. They haven't tilted the head to find where the camera was actually at. 
Well, it's interesting. It was, it was an amazing launch. There, there was it was out at Parramatta in, in Parramatta Square. That there, there was probably a thousand or, or so people out there, and, and I was actually giving back to the people. I, I was <laughs> signing autographs, and the lady that was running it was yelling some pretty loud abuse to get in the photo, and I wasn't taking any notice. And I just quickly ran over and just made the last little bit of it. But I, I was actually giving back to the people. I wasn't so much worried about the photo. Well, Sarah Jones looks like she's got half of Wazimacram growing out of the top of her, <laughs> her skull. Good crew there, though. Oh, not a bad lineup, just quietly. And, uh, yeah, there's Kerry right there. Had's poking his head behind her. And Ravi. You could just see front and centre. Ravi with the sunnies. He on. got the biggest cheer out, out of everyone there. You yep. had Gil, Gil, Chris, Heels, Michael Vaughan, Patty, and the biggest cheer was for Ravi when he went up on stage. Mm. Did he yell out, "Hello, Bangalore"? Can you hear me? He basically did. He did a hype thing. The pitch or the, the toss. He yeah. did one of those walkthroughs while he was there, and it was loud. <laughs> and you were up on stage with the mic turning into Michael yeah, Parkinson. Yeah, I had to follow you? Ravi Shastri, was a Macram, and I can't remember who the other person. Oh, Michael Vaughan. Michael Vaughan. Mm. Yeah. So the three hooligans up there, and then I had to follow up with like a serious chat to the the three boys. So it was a bit of a um, a downer, but it was good. It was a good chat. You are in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> if you get moved to that seat next week. <laughs> hey, dickhead, I'm not the one in the class photo that you can't see. Yeah. So. <laughs> Give the back to is, the people. The irony is Hads will be doing more commentary than me this summer and I'm front and centre and you can't see him. <laughs> Smart. Yeah. Smart human. Uh, Ryan James also asks, uh, Elisa, what's it like facing Nicola Hancock? Now, I don't know if this is a question down the path of Nicola when she accidentally lets it go and it comes through at head height without bouncing <laughs> yeah. or another matter. but uh, She is one of the more aggressive fast bowlers in the country, I will say that. And she's actually one of the most improved as well. Not saying what she was doing beforehand was no good, but I think what she's been able to do the last couple of seasons for Queensland and the Brisbane Heat as well, outstanding. So she's tough. She's She runs in, loves her around the wicket short plan at you, which mm. is um, – Pretty rare in our game, but her ability to do that's great. But yeah, you got to watch out for the two head high fullies as well. So <laughs> she's got all bases covered. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, Sean sent through a picture on social media as well of an old bet slip. Now we're obviously going down the path a lot uh, in the last couple of weeks of the ten year anniversary of one of the yep. greatest Asher series wins of all time, five zip twenty thirteen fourteen. But uh, Sean sent through this bet slip. It's obviously close to his heart. A bet for three dollars for Hads to score a century in the second test. Sean said, please thank Hads for the three free pints back when you could buy three pints That's for $33 one. as opposed to one and a half now. But there you go, Hads. Maybe Old memory if, for you. Yeah. Well, well done, Sean. But if he had done his homework, mm. he, he could have paid his house off there. I average <laughs> about 90 at Adelaide Oval. So uh, <laughs> made $3. Come on, Sean. Yeah. And also shout out to Michael Carberry for dropping you as well. So That's like one of those on bets that. that you're like, oh, there's $3 left in my account. I better whack it on something. And you're like, oh, smoky. Yeah, and then it the comes biggest off. long shot. Yeah. <laughs> so the first test is almost here over at Perth Stadium Thursday morning local time obviously perfect for us that are going to stuck, be stuck here on the eastern seaboard Hads, you'll be at the test for triple m hills you'll be on a plane if not arriving we'll be in Terra india Firma, yeah so in india work out those timings we're going to be spread out but uh, what do we make of what we've come up with it feels like now and i've heard this mentioned a lot now about world test championship every test counts it's kind of changed the narrative and personally as a fan i'm thankful for it because i was sick of these questions about we need to start blooding players Surely that's not what a test team is for. A test team is to pick the, pick the best 11 cricketers available at that time and play them in a game of cricket. Am I wrong here? No, and I, I've never seen in, in test cricket people get blooded. You, 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 everyone who plays the test matches earned their stripes. 
to, to play on that day. This test match is going to be an interesting start to the summer. Pa- Pakistan are a really hard team to plan for. Mm. Uh, they're, they're unpredictable. They have some world-class players at the top of their game. That, that can influence the result. It's just whether they're willing to stand in front of this Australian team for long enough and win those little bat- battles throughout the day. So yeah, it's going to be an interesting start. Baba's got to play really well. He's got to have, I think, a landmark series uh, to compete with Australia. And, and Afridi's got to be able to knock the top order over. If he can knock the top mm. order over and put some pressure on the lower to middle order, then all of a sudden Pakistan could be a different team. But I, I'm I'm finding it hard to, to find a way Pakistan can get over this Australian team. Yeah, interesting. I mean, I'm on the bandwagon of you yeah, don't just give people test matches. I think I've mm. I've been. Is that part of your presentation? Yeah. Yep. Um, you got to earn it. But <laughs> I've been right. like, well, I'm married to a guy that has sort of been rested right throughout his career and not played every test match that he was available for, and yeah. I see how hard he works for it. And then to turn around and go, oh, maybe give Lance Morris a go. And who, which one of those fast bowlers are you telling that they're not going to play? Not one of them nope. is going to step aside and say, no way. You'll, you'll play when you're good and ready. So I think we should be full strength the whole time. There's, there's no real point in resting players or if, if it's not necessary or giving young players a go. Yeah. I think it's you play your best team at, at every opportunity because you only get a finite amount of test matches throughout your mm-hmm. career as well. You're not saying no to one, I would have thought. Dave Warner's been the storyline in the last week, let's be honest. Oh, really? <laughs> Barely must noticed. Be <laughs> must be a test summer. What is par for Davey in the first test? Oh, you know what? I, I think Davey will take it away from himself. You, you can't be thinking about what's par. If I get 40 runs here, I'm right for the next one. If I get 60, he, he's got to be thinking about how do I contribute to the, to the win for this team. And, and if you're thinking about that, to play your role in the team, and his role is – to be aggressive at the top. If he can put the pressure straight back on the Pakistan bowlers, make them second-guess their, their lengths early in the test match, well, well, he's done his job. I'm, I'm not here. If he gets this amount, he, he plays because it's the style of game that he offers. He, he said he wants to finish in in Sydney and he's got the opportunity to, to start that campaign now. He's just mm. got to go out there, play his role on the team, not think about anything else. Don't think about the second test or the third test. Just play your role, be aggressive, feel the way he does and, and create energy and, and everything else will just start to pan itself out. Well, I think he's got a ton up just to just to keep everybody quiet. I mean, if he, if he makes a 50 or 60 in the first innings and, and does his job, then I think he's fine. But I think to get everybody off his back, I think we got to see one of his big Toyota jumps and at some point throughout this. You can officially this, do it now as well. Yeah. I think we got to see one. Yeah. Do, do you think, though, that that noise to keep everyone off his back is just outside noise? Because we've seen over the last 24 months – He's in the team. So but there's a lot of outside noise. But there's always yeah. a lot of outside noise when yeah. it comes with Davey. Said Mitchell Johnson's article this week, Davey had a really good response to that. He's just sort of let that go. So, oh, yeah, it'd be great personally that he, he tons up. But I, I just feel like he, he's in the team. Um, he'll, he'll play his role. And I don't think there's that much noise in the team about his position as there is outside. No, I don't think so. I think George Bailey came out and, or Andrew McDonald came out and said, there's no guarantees, but he wasn't talking about Davey. He was talking about everyone, everyone. right? And yep. I think if you're not performing, then talks of your, your spot in the side will come up. But it's just more so that there's been ample talk about his spot in the side for a long period of time. So The other position is Mitch Marsh in. Cam Green, Mitch Marsh. They want both of them in there eventually, it feels like. Well, but, oh, yeah, I, you dare say that it's only line for Murphy out of the, the ashes. Yeah, well... 
Mitch Marsh, I thought, was outstanding during the Ashes. When he mm. came into the team, he actually gave the team a lot of energy. His 100 really counteract. So well, you're picking him? Well, <laughs> we spent a lot of time with Green. We, we spent a lot of time getting him. He's a test match player in, in the making. He looked a bit tired at, at that time. He had IPL, and, and it was probably the first experience he ever had have, have of fatigue and being away from home. I, I think Mitch plays. Uh, but is is that a conversation piece? Do you go back to I've oh, spent a lot of time with with Green, or we give you a bit of a break? And Mitch, this is your spot for as long as you like. Mm. Well, I think judging by Cameron Green playing the Prime Minister's eleven, it's a Mitch Marsh you're playing yep. situation. But I mean, that conversation will come up at some point throughout the summer. I, I would have thought, but maybe not for Mitch Marsh. It might be for David Warner, or it might yep. be for another batter. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But it looks like it's pretty much how we ended the Ashes going to that one with with Nathan Lyon, obviously. With the the first test, it'd be interesting how if there's nerves for David Warner given all the all the talk, especially if he has to walk out and they put a triple M Mitch Johnson right down where the players <laughs> walk out, and maybe that could be a bit of theatre that the guys can think about as part of things. <laughs> you love Probably this. not happening. Uh, but has. With the notion of nerves, so, so you were a, a nervous guy just before you went out. You were known to become the, the chunder from down under on many times. So much nerves, actually. What about first test? Did, did you like? Did you really spill them first, no, first it, test? It, it didn't always happen. It was just I like, saw so you work yourself up to hmm. to get out there in the contest. It wasn't that I was nervous. Uh, I, I actually don't really know why it happened, but sometimes it did. First well, test you're of not summer. calm. Sounds like you maybe should have got that looked at. <laughs> mm, I, I should have. <laughs> Chemical reaction. I might have been hungover. Yeah, well, I've, no, I, I wasn't. Not. I wasn't. I wasn't. <laughs> I, the, the first test of summer for me was always ultra exciting. You've got a, a big lead in. You've done all the, the work away. Your form's red hot normally at that time because you're looking to peak. And, and ours was always at the Gabba. We were getting ready to play the first summer game at the Gabba. We'd, we mm. never lost there. Played those conditions well. So I, I miss that actually. I, I miss it. The first test is, is not at the Gabba. Yeah. Uh, and probably not going to happen anytime soon if they knock the joint down and build that little place up at the Ecker where they have the Ecker and cricket has to chime in $90 million or whatever it is. That story from last week. Just on Pakistan, guys, i got a good look at them for the – three days that we're on for the Prime Minister 11, <laughs> I get the sense, okay, this is a mob that have come down here since November 1995 when Mushtaq Ahmad took nine wickets at the SCG. They haven't won a test match. 1995. I was still in high school. Yeah. I was five. That was a bit of hair and a few wrinkles <laughs> developed since. Yeah, you were five. <laughs> No comment. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, think I, was just, I think I was just about to leave school. <laughs> you made it through to year 12. Yeah, yeah. Just surprised. Um, so it's been so long. It's 14 losses on the bounce. I look at their top five and think, actually, there's a bit of talent there. Sharmasud, double ton, totally different wicket in Canberra to Perth. But Abdullah Shafiq, decent. Imam Hulak, don't know what he's going to come up with. He's in the old Huck family, so he's got a bit of talent, obviously. Baba Azam, on his day, one of the true greats of, of modern cricket. And Saw Shaquille, who's an improving player, who's made five his own. So if they they can navigate our battery of greats, the four of them, maybe, maybe, but I just can't see their bowling unit getting, yeah. getting 20 wickets. The batting's not the problem. It's the their game. bowlers. I mean, when... When two of their quickest bowlers in the country, one doesn't want to play and the other one's injured, it makes it mm. really, really hard for them. They've literally just relying on a Freedy to come in and take early wickets. You never know. They might come up with with someone that, that does come out and, and take wickets. But, I mean, as soon as someone like Harris Rouse said, no, I'm not playing, I'm play the big bash instead, mm. 
it makes it really hard for them because he's he's the X factor, right? I mean, it mm. he's going to put a little bit of fear into the Australian batters, whereas that lineup doesn't really seem very fearsome at the moment. Especially without Ab- uh, Abrahamad, who injured himself in Canberra. Now he's a if you haven't seen him, he's only played a few tests, but he's got he, on debut against England. He had five wickets before lunch. Now England <laughs> were trying to hit everything to India <laughs> there in Pakistan, <laughs> but still he's he's a talented bowler. He's uh, he's going to miss. The first there's, test at yeah, least. There, there's no question about Pakistan's talent. We, we, we won't, can't sit here and say they're not talented cricketers. And you can go through one to five. You can talk about their bowlers. It's just whether they've got the appetite to do those little things for a long period of time against this fast bowling unit. Mm. You've got left arm that bowls around at 140. You've got um, Hazelwood's line and leg. Camo can play different roles. But then you've got Nathan Lyon. It, whether they can stand in front of the Australians for long enough and compete. And that's that's been the question all the time. Pakistan's team always come out with, with talent. They always come out with a lot going on off the field. They've changed their backroom staff. So nothing's happened. Nothing's different's changed. Mm. It's just, well, this team has the appetite to stand in front of Australia for long periods of time and, and make a difference in these conditions that are so foreign to them. Nothing different's changed. I'm trying to get my head around that one. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Are you happy with him saying that Mitch around 140s there, not consistently over 140? He's 33, he's aging. Yeah, he's, he's coming back. But Apparently what, they're all too old at the minute, yeah. so <laughs> well, the point we'll of it see all, what they pull up with. Yeah, the point of it all is, is they're talented. Yeah. yeah. But w- whether they'll stand in yeah. front of them and, and win those little moments where you have to in test cricket, that's what we all doubt. PM's 11 from Australia's perspective. I mean, it's heard of as a maybe a, an audition for that opening spot. And Matty Renshaw, uh, 136 not out. It wasn't a glorious innings, like a, an oil painting of an innings, but he, he grafted an innings out, which was very impressive. Powers of concentration, batted all day on day three. But anyone jump out? Like was it Renshaw the story out of that one for from an Australian perspective or was it as you were type feeling? I don't know. Yeah, it was a bit of a nothing and I, I mean, he made a hundred, so we shouldn't really say that. But it was touted as like a bit of a bat off, and then mm. everyone sort of did the same thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I've always thought that Matty Renshaw would replace Warner. Like yeah. that's genuinely who I've always believed. I mean, there's obviously some backstory with Cameron Bancroft, which might make it tricky for him to come back into the side, even though he's made a mountain of runs. It's always a little bit. No one's really sure what's going to happen there. Mm. And Marcus Harris is sort of just churned out runs every year, so I don't know. But I always thought that Matty Renshaw had a little bit of flair in him that, you know, if you are going to replace someone like Warner, I, I thought that he would be naturally the the person to go to. So the scores in that game probably reflect the way I'm thinking about what changes might happen after the CG test. It was a dead pitch. Um, they've had a lot of rain in Canberra, so I'm not having a go at your mates down there, Hads. But, um, yeah, and then it got really dead, unfortunately, <laughs> when the storm ripped through. So let's get to this, shall we? So we've had the BBL situation, obviously, and it might be in fallers through no fault of anyone's, but we're going to point blame later in fallers about some of the uh, the grounds work that went on over the weekend. Are, but, we, are we sure, hang on, are mm-hmm. we sure that it wasn't a player that came down, ripped the covers off? <laughs> or, a commenta- I mean, or a commentator that wasn't wanted the much, Saturday Arvo off? <laughs> there wasn't much left in that game, right? There wasn't really much to play for in that last day. The only way a result would have happened if, a, if the PM's 11 declared somehow bowled Pakistan out for 150, yeah. 200 and had 30 overs to go at 200 to the win. So it, it wasn't going to happen. And then, yeah, they wake up and if you miss the story, a, a storm ripped through on Friday night, ripped part of the covers up and some water got in underneath and then got halfway across the pitch, unfortunately. And it just looked, yeah, it looked horrible. 
unfortunately. Someone might have a new nickname this summer, The Storm. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then we had Geelong. I mean, that well, was a disaster, unfortunately. Like it, it hosed down all day Saturday down there. Some rains got on the pitch. And then they even said it, didn't they? Did Nick Maddinson say at the toss, yeah, I'm going to have a bowl. No, yeah, I'm going to have a bowl because this is drenched. Yeah. It looked like, obviously, we were watching on TV. It looked like it had been baked in the sun for four days, but uh, obviously not, not under the crust. Well, they had the heat lamps out. I think the <laughs> groundie ripped the yeah. covers off at 7 o'clock that morning and went, uh-oh, and then <laughs> had, the heat lamps, had the heat lamps, the blowers, everything on the wicket to try and dry it and still couldn't yeah. dry it enough to be fit for play, so... You're calling every pot dealer in the greater area to get the heat lamps <laughs> <Yeah>. down there. <laughs> Can we say that, find. Sammy? There'd be a few down there, surely. Yeah. <laughs> well, i tell you what is interesting to bait with, with all this. Say you go to Sri Lanka and, and you get a big storm. They cover the whole ground. Mm. Yeah. We, we, we've got all the technology here to, you'd think, ha- have better covers than that this doesn't happen. But there's a, a couple of other things at play here as well. This is a 10-game competition. Mm. You're taking it away from the main venues. That's at the MCG. Or Marvel, you play that game. Mm. So all, all of a sudden now the Renegades have lost two games. They get one a couple of points, I know, but now it's harder to get back in the competition. And I like that you take the games away to suburban areas like Geelong's on a nice stadium, but not with five home games. Well, th- this is what this is what could happen. This could actually now start to to cost your season when you take games away. Like Marnica Oval had, had that game, the covers blew up. Would that happen at the SCG? Mm. Would happen at the Melbourne Cricket Ground? No, it wouldn't. So there's some conversations that happen now, now that we're short in the competition because I'd imagine Perth aren't that happy with it as well. They come away, mm. that's their first game, they, they want to start well, and Renegades definitely won't be happy with it. On the flip side of that, I think we saw it in the WBBL, <clears throat> if you do win a lot of games, that one point actually comes in handy because yeah. you can get ahead of teams by one point. Yeah. Uh, so the Sydney Thunder girls were always ahead of the Sixers by one point and we couldn't catch them because they were that – one point, that one yeah. game ahead with the points. So it could come in handy, but I mean, the Renegades have got to win games for that to happen. You'd assume the Scorchers will win games, but it could could be useful. Was there ever a time for both of you <laughs> that you've gone out to play a game and the wicket was that dodgy you thought, oh. please call this off, and it didn't, and you had to play through it? There's been a few of those instances in grey cricket in Sydney where I've, I've rocked up at some, like a birch grove or a mm. ride oval. I don't know. You would have never played at ride oval in your life. You're too good. Uh, the boys never played there. That's like fourth grade <laughs> men's stuff. I've turned up there and looked at that wicket and gone, I'm in strife. You know, when you're in, like, yep. you're an Australian player and you come back and play grade, grade cricket and they've got a regulation ball and it's hard work yeah. and you nick off in the first yeah. over, it doesn't make you feel very good. So, and you get the send off as well? No, everyone just so politely, much. like, Welcomes you off the field, but you you would have got the send off. When like playing grade cricket, if someone got you cheap, no, 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 no I never got a send off. Okay, I, I thought you were going to say I never got out. Sorry, no. I at least try and get out slogging. So then, yeah, fair whereas enough. if you edge onto the keeper, it doesn't feel very good. You got one where yeah. you thought, why am I out here? Well, in a tour <laughs> game, no, I remember playing going to South Africa. We were playing at Potchefstroom. Mm. Uh, the the big boys, uh, Ricky, Michael, and that, that all had hits leading in. So you sort of change your batting order. And, and the, there's a guy called Martin Delenga. We hadn't really seen him before. And Bern Philander was at the other end. He ended up debuting after this game. And Martin Philander ran from fine leg. We go, oh, look at this guy. He's over the enthusiastic. 
Oh my gosh, the first ball's come out about 150k, <laughs> but it's gone over the keeper's head. <laughs> then the next one rolled and everyone's going, oh no. <laughs> and I could hear um, Michael and Ricky talking about, do we call this game off? I was batting at three. <laughs> and I'm sitting there listening to, are we calling this off? And I sort of had to walk away and, and not get involved in the conversation. So it wasn't. I had another one uh, in Amsterdam. Amsterdam? Yeah. yeah. Australia played. your heat lamps. Yeah. 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 Australia played in um, there against Pakistan. And the first ball of the game, I went forward to Mohammed Shemi and it rolled. And I went, oh, no, next ball I went back to the same ball and hit me flush on the helmet. <laughs> and they're discussing, uh, Matthew Hayden was at the other end, they're discussing whether to change wickets. And I was saying, can everyone shut up? Yeah. We're show back to our about to bowl <laughs> at that end. We've got, and you're just sitting there thinking, we, we played on the wicket. Well, I think we got uh, scrambled to, to 200 uh, yeah. and, and bowled them out. But, oh, it, I didn't like the conversation, are we going to, are we yeah. not? Because if it's not, I, I still had to face up. Mm. So my feet were not in line where, where the ball should have been the next <laughs> few balls. With that Renegades one, I, I know this might sound ridiculous, but could they have not started the game again and gone, we'll go 15 overs each, spin bowling only? Or is that just too yeah. much of a compromise for the competition? I wonder what spin would have done. I would have liked to have seen an over of spin. Yeah. They go, oh, Mujib did bowl one over, didn't mm. he? He was at the other end. Yeah, yeah um, true, the non-trampoline end. Well, yeah, because if it's tennis ball like that to spin, it's even harder to hit. So I wonder if – I would have just loved – end. I would have loved to see 80 plays, play 80. Yeah. I think it would have been great. Bowl from one end. Is that in the rules? <laughs> if one end's no good, you do it in junior yeah. cricket. Say so one end's wet, say, well, do you want to play a game or not? We'll, we'll bowl yeah. from one end. I don't know the rules. I don't know the rules either. Well, if, if, if they couldn't do it because there was that rule to say you couldn't do it, when you got all those people there, all those kids there, you got hundreds of thousands around yeah. the country wanting to watch a game on a Sunday night, yeah. that sounds pretty stupid if but, they didn't. Yeah, but the, the, obviously, the, the reason the game was called off, and you've got to take two steps back, is it was dangerous. Yeah. And someone could have got hurt. So they, they, they would have thought long and hard about it. Even Mick Madison, as we said at the toss, said, I don't know what this is going to do. It looks horrible. Mm. So we're going to have a look at it. So they tried to get on. They, they knew this was coming 24 hours out, but mm. at least they tried to get on. It, the hardest thing for all of it, take the players out of it, it is the fans that turn up to, to watch Big Bash. Yeah. The start of school holidays, you had kids there everywhere, and, and that's the hardest thing. They didn't get entertained. Yeah, so across Saturday and Sunday, we had a magnificent two days of men's cricket where there were five <laughs> overs bowled or six overs bowled across two big bash games and the PM's 11. Anyway, these things happen. Test series predictions. Just uh, let's get it back on this track, shall we? We're going to revisit these, of course. We're going to hold you to these. This is what happens with predictions. We kind of like record them, producer Sam puts them all up and oh, at the yeah. end of the series mm. basically says how stupid you look. It, like we haven't spoke to Greg Blewett after the World Cup, but he did say on the cusp of the World Cup that Rohit Sharma was under pressure and he's not. A, he, it looks like he doesn't want to be captain anymore. <laughs> and then <laughs> that happened, so I didn't quite have it. Shout out to Bluey. Hope you are, mate. <laughs> hitting him well on the golf course. Uh, okay, test series predictions. Day of the series, Nathan Lyon takes wicket 500. What's he on now? He's got four to go. Four to get. Day three. Okay. So we're going to bat for two days and then he'll, yeah. Uh... Day two. I want to get him first. I'm going to say say Boxing Day. Boxing Day? Ooh. I'm going to say that the Pace Boys are going to dominate over there. Yeah, but you know what happens when the Pace Boys dominate? Yeah. You throw the ball to the spinner at the end and you say from seven, eight, and nine, say, listen, 
if you block Nathan Lyon for one ball, <laughs> I'm going to bring the quicks back to bowl yeah. bumpers. So okay. you can either slog Lyon and get out <laughs> or they're going to hurt you. Yeah, I think it's in morning of day two. Okay. I went bowl first. Number of wickets Lance Morris takes against Pakistan? Zero. Zero. Oh, listen to you two. Well, he's not in the team. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you got skin in the game over here as well. So, Not that you don't want him in the team. You just can't no, see just, it. I can't see it happening. I can't see it. At the moment. It does sound like he's next. Yeah, he's, of course. He's on the cab rank and he's got the next. Well, he's like for like, right? I think if Mitch goes down, Lance plays. If Josh goes down, Scotty Bowen might play. Okay. I'm, I'm assuming that's the way that they would lean. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. David Warner needs 178 runs to hold the record for the most test runs by an opener for Australia. Does he make it? Oh, yes. Yep. Or he'll get Boxing him in the day. first test. Oh, the first, first test? test. Like second, te- second test? Second test. Right, I'll just I'll spread back him all in. that. I'll go third test. Okay. SCG will do it. It's not a very good series if he doesn't get there. It's just quietly six digs and not 178 runs. Fingers crossed for Davey. Uh, who will score more runs? All the New South Wales players combined or the non-New South Wales players combined? Is Aussie counted yeah. as a New South Wales player? No, no, no. no. Oh. Bulls player. Yeah. So what's that? Queensland player. Warner Even though Smith. he hasn't played a lot for Queensland this Shield season so far. Warner, Smith, going to boxing way. Stark, Cummins, Hazelwood. Lion. Lion. So there's six of them. It's if you're going to say no. If you if no. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Well, all the run getters are not near so well apart from Smith and Warner. Uh, no, I think. Yeah, I'm okay. going to go the other way as well. No, as no. well. Yeah. I think the non-New South Wales are going to get there. I'm not in this, but I'll say yes. <laughs> it's, it's all down to you two as well. Number of times a night watchman is used, both teams. I hate night watchmen. I, I think <laughs> they should be banned from the game. I'm going to say they're not going to be used. Twice. Twice. And is it a night watch person these days, not a night watchman? Oh, that's too far it, PC. Well, it's just <laughs> no, you don't worry about it's it. It's just Nathan Lyon. <laughs> yeah. There is like, there is man at the end of woman, so it's fine. <laughs> we can we can move on. <laughs> yeah. Um, you said twice. You said never because you hate the idea. Oh, well, Nathan Lyon might be a little gun shy now. After yep. Yeah. Uh, which test does Steve Smith go past Steve Waugh for the second most test hundreds for Australia? How many does he need? He needs two. One, one to equal. One to beat. Oh. He needs one. Which test? I'll go first test. Uh, you know what? I'd like to see it in the first test. Mm. But I'm going I'm to say Sydney. I was in Sydney yeah. too. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go Melbourne then. Did you see how well he was seeing it? I know it was a big bash game. Yeah, but that flick. I just think I just think Shaheen is a really nice angle to Steve Smith, so I think he's going to have his work cut out for him. But I, Mm. I in Perth, but I dare say that he will lap it up in Melbourne. He likes bat in Perth. I Mm. I I want to say, but I I want him to do it at the SCG. Yeah, be cool. Imagine the crowd. The record for the most dismissals in a three-test series between Australia and Pakistan is eighteen. Who holds that? I'm guessing you. It's You'd the be, first time you've been nice to me today, actually. Well, I didn't like the question. <laughs> <laughs> Will that record be matched broken? Bradley Haddon, no 0-9-10. Way. No yep. way. <laughs> yep. It will be? Yep. Alex Carey? No way. They'll hit the stumps. From seven down, they'll be outside leg. They'll just have to bolt the stumps. You won't get a chance to catch them. Yep, he will. Okay. That was our quiz. We're back in a moment with um, how to be a captain or how to apply for the job and how to get it. So with the uh, the captain across all three formats as well, 
Lisa Healy. Was it a package deal? It was like take it or leave it, all of them? <laughs> you couldn't go, oh, just that one and that one, not that one? It well, had to be all three? Well, the beauty of our schedule is that we play all three in the space of about two weeks. Yeah, so true. it's kind of would be a little bit stupid if you weren't. You th- How long do you reckon that's going to last for? I was looking at that, the, the India series, and it, it feels like it's a good idea for now. Mm. But do you want to see uh, women's cricket expanded to the, the degree that you've got a calendar exactly like the blokes? Oh, I mean, I'm tired now <laughs> with our calendar, so no. Look, I think at the moment the multi-format series gives test cricket in our game a little bit of relevance. Yep. So that would be cool. Unless there was some sort of world test championship for us, then it's really hard to see test cricket come into the game. But in saying that, I mean, we played a one-off five T20 series against India this time last year. So there's more opportunities for those bilateral series to just be driven by the organisations, whereas at the moment a lot of it's for – so the ODI part of the series is for the championship that we play Mm, for, like the Test Championship and the T20s are separate. So, yeah, I think there will be time where it starts getting split, but uh, at the moment I think it's kind of cool. Was there any any doubt that – I know this might sound – that you weren't going to take the captaincy because it's a tough job. I, I, I couldn't, I didn't like doing it. I, when I was wicket keeping, you, you, you're always in the game. You open the bat in the, in the one days, maybe in the test matches now, that's a different <laughs> story. But was there any ever doubt that because your workload, you weren't going to take it? Yeah, I think so. It was, it was funny because I didn't really think anything of it. I yeah. actually rang our head of um, high performance and said on a random Friday afternoon, yeah. I'll do it. Like, if you want me to do it, I'll do it for this amount of time and I'll give it everything. It was only until, like, when Meg retired that it sort of hit me that it's that it was up for grabs and that I wasn't sure if I really wanted to do it. And then I was like, no, nah, I do want to do it and this is how I want to do it. But, yeah, I sure, I'm, I'm sure that came up in conversation a little bit because I, personally I still want to be able to get the best out of myself as a cricketer and will this weigh that down? I'm not sure. But I think it – I think hopefully with a – fit body and hands uh, hopefully can contribute like I have been. Well, is is there another part of it as well? You're a senior player now. You've obviously lost Meg and your job, yes, is to captain Australia, win every game you can, but to mentor the next group of leaders to, to come through? Yeah, and that was probably one of the biggest parts of my presentation. Well, I feel like I need to go presentation. <laughs> yeah. Um we're was, impressed. You're, was, just so, you're just so happy with yourself that you did a PowerPoint and it came off. And I, went to, off. I went to a high school with, with used laptops, So and but I wouldn't have made a PowerPoint since year 12. <laughs> we were pens and pencils, so we won't <laughs> <Yeah>. go there. <laughs> <laughs> you just draw a picture yeah. and send yeah. it off. Um, yeah, I mean, and that's a huge part of probably why I put my hand up is like, well, I want to want to be able to help that next generation of players coming through to be the leaders because there's so many great cricketers in that middle period of their career that haven't really had a lot of opportunity to even captain domestic level yeah. because all the domestic captains are in our side. So they all captain all the WBBL mm. teams and WNCL. So we've got some amazing leaders and I think if we can all transfer that knowledge throughout our group, we're going to find the next captain, next three captains maybe in that side, which is cool. When you actually get told officially, yeah. so is it a phone call that you get? Who's it from? And it, like, is there any, you obviously know what they're calling for. Yeah. Say yes or no. Yeah. Is there any small talk? It's like, oh, how are you going? How are you hitting them? Like, have you been well, out for a walk this morning? Or is it straight to the point? <laughs> you're captain. There wasn't any fluff in it. That was good. Yeah. Uh, ben Oliver rang me, who's like head of head head of high performance, just to let me know that the board had ratified the. Yeah. They'd basically submit the 
recommendation to the board and the board either accepts it or doesn't. Mm. So he just rang me to say they'd accepted it and that was about it. I was mid-gym session, so I was not sure if I uh, should answer it or not answer it and ring back later, but I figured well, I'd just answer it, get it out of the way. That's and a fine under a lot of captains go. if you answer your phone in the gym. Yeah, well. Well, not when you're the only one in there. Yeah. But she's leading from example. She's actually, the high-performance environment is so big <laughs> that she's actually in the high-performance environment when she gets the call that she's the top of the high-performance environment. I was, I was doing a plank clause. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> hold it the whole time. Multitasking. Yeah. We, we don't understand that. Multitasking. Um, <laughs> d- does it feel any different now that you've got the full-time gig? I mean, apart from the fact that every morning you get um, a chauffeur to pick you up and open the door for you <laughs> and take you to training and all that. Apart from that, is it, does it feel any different? It doesn't feel any different day-to-day and I still don't have a driver, but... Um, um, oh, I'll put true. that one in. <laughs> but I, I will say that it it felt special when yeah. I did get the phone call. I think it mm. just for have to have that clarity and to have that comfort to know that, yeah, this is what we're going to do moving forward made it feel a little bit more special than what it has over the last 12 months. Oh, it's awesome. It, it, I don't know, just something like the first time you ever played cricket or the people that helped you at the very start come flooding to you when you get a call like that? Oh, like probably more so the the amazing people who've done it before me yeah. and sort yeah. of I'm probably understanding now what they all went through and what they did. Like even look at someone like Meg and the success she had as captain. It sort of made me think about how much hard work she did put in behind the scenes and, yeah, and that's all ahead of me, which is great. You'll take little bits from all the great leaders. You had good and bad. Yeah. What, what's the one thing you think you'll be different from everyone else? Um, and I, I say this a lot and I feel like I get a bit of stick from some of the players, but I feel like I really like to lead from within the group. It's, yeah. I've never really been out the front. What Meg was really good at was she literally picked the group up on her shoulders and said, this is what we're going to do and this yeah. is how we're going to play and I'm going to go out there and win the game for the side and everyone else come along with me. And I was like, hmm. like as a player, I was like, all right, <laughs> here we go. Russell Crowe and Gladiator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whereas I feel like for me, that's never really been the way that I've played the game. So I like to just try and empower others to be the best versions yeah. of themselves and and go out there and do that. And it's not saying that I won't do it either. It's just that if I can help Phoebe Litchfield, Ash Gardner, even Elise Perry, if I can yeah. em- continue to empower them to be the best version of themselves out on the field, then I think we're going to be stronger as a group. Has you played under some amazing captains, obviously. Get, I don't want you to name your favourite captain. That's- Ricky Pony. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what? <laughs> Give I, us the best trait that you've seen from yeah. an individual captain. Like what what made that particular captain so special that stood out in terms of an overall trait? Yeah, as I said, I've had some wonderful leaders uh, and you take little things from, from all these. But Ricky Ponting was the one. He, he was the best leader of men I, I've ever seen. He he knew how to talk to, to heels, to you, to me, to, to get down on our level and what made us tick. He had a great relationship with everyone, but – it wasn't the same with everyone. And he just had this unbelievable attitude to say, I can get the best out of him, him and him in the different styles. So he was the best leader of men I've ever played with. Yeah, fair enough. Like, So you're going to need to go up to the 19-year-old in your uh, dressing room and say, oh, you see that TikTok the other day? Or <laughs> no, but I don't, yeah, I know where you're going with <laughs> I that. But I, don't, I don't think you need to do that. I think no, you relate yeah. to them more as a person and probably like an adult as well, but that's where our team's at at the moment. We're new. There's been so much change in the team, around the team in the last 12 months that we're in this really cool space to go, this is a great opportunity to get together in India for a month over Christmas together and just get to know one another again and trust one another and that's when you play your best cricket. And you, you 
been around these players for a very long time. Like Talia McGrath, for instance, your, your vice yep. captain, she and herself, great leader. I mean, what, what can you, how do you bounce things off the other senior players in well, that environment? Well, I think probably one of my shortfalls as a leader is planning. I hate it. Like, honest to God, I hate that side of the game, but it's a huge part of what mm. we do, right? So, but I'm really fortunate that I've got, I think there's four senior players within our side who captain WBBL sides. So when you say, sorry, when you say planning, are you saying like training sessions, social activities or on-field tactics? I just like all of the above. Oh, yeah. But like, <laughs> I, one of, I think one of my strengths in the game is reading the play as it, as it goes, like yeah. actually not reacting, but being really proactive, but sort of getting a feel for where the game's flowing. Mm. So you can have all the planning you like behind the scenes about a player and how you're going to get them out. But if that doesn't work, what what's next? Mm. So I, I really like that side of it. Whereas a T-Mac and Elise Perry are really analytical about the game and actually want to dive into that stuff even more. And that's where they've become really, really useful. And you work together as a team to to work out who the best options are, what what sort of field or what sort of tactic we might employ. Mm. And yeah, for me, I just, I rely quite heavily on them, but at the same time, just go with my gut a little bit and go, you know what, this is what the game needs right now. Let's do it. Well, we can say that um, you, you're taking off midweek, but we'll be very much watching and supporting you and also judging you at the same time. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Which is what all captains get, don't yeah. they? So. I'm sure I'll get some choice feedback from Hads along the way. Yeah, Always. hit us up at uh, Willow Talk as well. No, Hads will be nice to you. Hads Always. Nice to you. Uh, we've got some hypotheticals, though. For I can't wait. So here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is what I mean. <laughs> this will <laughs> test me, I reckon. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get great feedback here. Okay, here we go. Yep. You see a batter wandering out of her crease after each ball is bowled. <laughs> I'm already going to say yes. <laughs> you take a shot at the stubs after the batter ducks under a bouncer. The ball hits and the batter is out of her crease. The umpires ask if you'd like to withdraw your appeal. What do you do? No way. I'm about to. We're about to go to India and I feel like taking wickets over there is going to be a premium. So I'm no way am I withdrawing my appeal. You're out. Yeah, you're listening, Never Lord's seen members. That happened yeah. in the game. Before. Oh no! Yes. Is that has that happened recently? I can't remember. <laughs> All right, you might be the first it happens to. <laughs> Uh, Henry Uppity Puppity still on his uh, band at the MCG. Um, now, it's time for the toss, but the opposition captain is late and you kind of feel it's on purpose. What do you say to the rival captain when she finally arrives 10 minutes late? Did you get it all out? <laughs> <laughs> is that what oh, Stephen said to Sarah Ganguly in 2001? I had about five answers to that. I'm going, and you know what? That wasn't one of them. <laughs> um, you know what? If it was ever going to happen, it's going to be on this in this next yeah. month. So I'm probably not going to say a lot, but that means ten minutes of small talk with me and the match ref, which I'm not there for. Okay. So we'll have to wait and see. Understandable. But you can use that ten minutes to your in your favour. Like you can be saying to the match referee, "Listen, yeah. surely, yeah, without 50, him, we 50. can just go." Saying, right, I will have a bat. Thanks. They're disrespecting you. You know, you've got to be out here. When we get a 50-50 up there, just make sure that they hit the right button. Like, yeah, and you had time to butter them up. If you, yeah, if you get timed out actually for an innings, sure you can get timed out for the toss. And You'd think so. Your choice. Stephen, was he raging in 2001 or had you come home by then for that test? No, I was hiding in the corner. I was worried that they're going <laughs> to they're gonna ask me to <laughs> <You> play. <laughs> Gangouli did it on purpose, didn't he? A hundred percent. Yeah. 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 It wouldn't have gone down too well with the great man. Not well at all. <laughs> A teammate is five minutes late for the team bus departure. How do you discipline this teammate? Well, the bus has already left, so that's the first yep. discipline. They've got to find their own way to the ground. Mm -hmm. Enjoy your tuk-tuk ride. 
And then secondly, I've seen it done before. It was very funny, but the teammate had to apologise in front of the group. And that is probably the most awkward experience I've ever had just as a player listening to the person apologise. Okay. Yeah, it made me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> I was going to say, it wasn't you. It wasn't me. You, you, it was Elise Perry. <laughs> well, old mate over here. At, Do you uh, have anything to say? <laughs> you've told the story before. <laughs> like about being late, oh, being every, late. every day. Like we're here waiting. <laughs> We're here an hour before the show planning. Mate, you're five minutes early. You're ten minutes late. So, no. If you're five minutes early, you're five minutes early. Yeah, no. Yeah, Once. he has been actually. Yeah. First time I've ever done it in my life. Yeah, I didn't sleep for a day and a half. I was here two hours early the next shift. <laughs> <laughs> it's the night before the game at a team dinner. The Ooh. bill arrives. Do you a look after the team and shout everybody? B split the bill despite the obvious chaos it will cause. C, chuck everyone's bank cards in a hat, last card pick made to pay. Or D, make the tour rookie pay knowing it could financially <laughs> cripple her but teach oh. her a valuable life lesson. Well, knowing me as a person, I'd go A. I would probably shout knowing that, you know, you get a little captain's allowance. However, after the weekend and the amount of money that the, the rookies are getting paid in the WPL, I'm making them pay. Annabelle mm. Sutherland, Phoebe Litchfield, look out. We'll I don't that, think you've, read, you've looked at that question close enough. Why? It's the night before the game at a team dinner. Yeah. Those words happen. mean management pay. As soon as you say team dinner, mm. management pay. Yeah, well, that's pays. fine, but I wasn't given that option. Yeah, but team dinner. You've yeah. got to think outside the box as a captain sometimes. We've got a smaller budget in the women's team, so that wouldn't apply. Yeah, Cricket Australia did get 1.2 for their uh, billion. We used to, their whoever had a really good IPL well, auction. Noted. Thank you. For their TV rights. Mm. You didn't know that? Yeah, I did, but... Okay. <laughs> Far out. I write that down. <laughs> well, Tim Payne, yeah, got done with the... He decided to do the, the, the card one, and then <laughs> yeah. he was captain, and he got done for it. He, he wasn't happy as well, Timothy, because no. he had a reputation for not he exactly was, opening the wallet too He often. was very tight, Tim Payne. <laughs> Other captains I played with were very good. Yeah. I knew how to sign Michael's signature. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't know about it. Just, he was very yeah. good, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of your bowlers is sooking in the field, a la Craig McDermott from back in the day. <laughs> Alan Porter politely told Craig, you can leave if he keeps that up. What would you say in that scenario? Mm, I'd probably be pretty similar. I mean, I've tended to be a little bit Captain Grumpy Alan Border in my time. Yeah. So, I don't know. I it's a privilege for us, right? And I still see it like that. I'm yeah. like, you're you're lucky to be out here, so pull your head in would be my piece of advice. To be fair, there was a player in the Ashes series who wasn't looking about being there but was looking about how they were bowling even though they were bowling really well. And I think one no. of the senior players actually said, see that hat on your head? Like not everyone gets that, pull your head in. Oh, and nice. I was like, I loved it. I loved every minute. I was like, that's <laughs> right, line. you pull your head in. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I would tell him, right? Stop sooking. You, you probably wouldn't have to. No. In this, in the modern game, we especially with the senior players, um, the leaders having you, someone normally knocks that. So the captain doesn't want to think about those things now. They want to think about: Do I bring fine leg up? Do I yeah. put fine leg back? Your senior players, if you're captaining right and create a, a really good culture, they've already knocked that. We in the literally head. have nothing to complain about in modern day cricket, apart from being tired. Mm. There's literally nothing to complain about. You Wet should wickets. be enjoying it. Wet wickets, yeah, exactly, apart from that. But no, um, certainly let's get to our rises and fallers. Perfect segue, Heels, straight mm. into the women's IPL auction with Annabelle Sutherland. Not much to complain about, 360K, Aussie dollars that is. Phoebe, Phoebe Litchfield, mm. um, what did she get, about 190K or 100? Yeah, a little bit yeah, more than me, yep. 
<laughs> Noted. <laughs> Phoebe, you're paying for that bill, by the way, it sounds like. Good luck, Phoebe. Um, and, and three others picked up as well. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of, uh, of that, Hills, and, and uh, five more Aussies heading over there? Yeah, awesome. I mean, there were nine international spots available and I thought maybe four Aussies would go. So to mm. see five getting an opportunity, huge. Annabelle Sutherland and Chamari Adepadu were the two big dog all-rounders that were going to go and clearly everyone spent all their money on Belzy and forgot about Adepadu who didn't get picked up amazing, remarkably. Amazing. Yeah, five players. Sophie Molyneux hasn't played for a little while since doing an ACL. I think it's a great opportunity for her to get back in around cricket. So, yeah, huge for them and uh, I'm really excited to see what they do. I'm with you. I, I didn't take – yes, the money's great, yeah. but it's the five Australian players that got mm-hmm. taken over – and what, nine spots? Nine spots. It shows our big basher is well watched. They, they hold it in high regard. So that that's what I took out of it, that they're, they're looking for our plays to, to strengthen their teams. What's the calendar again for the, the women's IPL? Um, it has been, it's February 22 to the 17th of March. And the beauty of that is we finish a test match on the 19th of February in Perth and we play a T20 international in Bangladesh on the um, 19th of March. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so we literally fly in, fly out. You are well planned. This, this is your fun. last show for a while, I'm tipping, live in the studio. Yeah, I'm going to spend a lot of the year in the subcontinent, which I can't wait. So you go India, back here for a few games. Yep. India. India. Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Probably India if Mitch gets picked up in the IPL. Oh, yeah. And then Bangladesh later in the year That's for a the World Cup. That's a Far out. Nice knowing you. Anyway. That'd be fun. <laughs> Our numbers will fall again. Yeah. <laughs> no, technology. Yeah. We've got a thing called Riverside we use technology and we're going to, uh, yeah, I hope you can use that properly. You can I think do you it. can get mics on Amazon. We'll be right. We'll be yeah. right. Yeah. You can do a PowerPoint. You can get on. <laughs> you can get it on us. Uh, and also a riser, Team Haddon. Fans on Instagram have voted 51 and 49 no. of Hadza's BBL 13 team over Heels's after the draft. Only kids. a handful of votes in it. So well done to the Haddon household for all vo- voting seven times on their well, various Well, beg your accounts. pardon. Yes. Who did you vote for? I didn't. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, I did too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There you go. You know Adam you, Peacock you, voted for Healy. Yeah, when you have a few beverages, your true personality comes out. Hang on. Oh, is, are those numbers right? Look at all those voted for Team yeah. Healy's. Yeah. No. <laughs> You're meant to be impartial. <laughs> <laughs> the Healy family obviously this time didn't vote. Yeah. They must be away on a Christmas party, but Zach, I'm, Hugo and Mia, well done. I thought Zach <laughs> voted for my team. I think he did. <laughs> Last time he did. Uh, I took it so seriously I forgot I voted, but um, yeah, I was with you. I jumped on and voted. <laughs> I think because I'm anti him. <laughs> it's like all things in politics now. You don't vote for who you want, you vote for who you don't want. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and Hi, man, this is bullying. Yeah, I know it is. What is, what is it again? It's people not and a, culture. People and culture. <laughs> what a wank of a term. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Pakistan, fallers, conceding a seven on day three of the PM's 11 game. It was uh, it was when Matty Renshaw, he brought up his 50 with a seven. Yeah, that was epic. Misfield, somehow got to it just before the boundary, tapped it back, and then somehow from the boundary on the world's slowest outfield, threw it past the keeper for four overthrows. It's impossible. That's what warm-up games are for. Yeah. Iron out a few of the wrinkles. It ever scored a seven? Ever had a seven? It would have happened, surely. No, no not a seven. Not no. A seven. Only Pakistan can do things like that. Mm. Uh, and we had an, a dismissal for obstructing the fielder, formerly called handling the ball. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. 
That was a weird one because the ball wasn't actually going onto the stumps. No. So I don't know. But the opposition had to appeal, right? Yeah, they would have had to appeal. It and was New Zealand, right? Yeah. New Zealand. The nicest Did team Did they in the appeal world. though? Did the umpire just give it out? No, they would have had to appeal. Yeah. Interesting. Nicest Apparently team. it was the second time he tried it in the over. See, nicest, nicest team in the world. He, he made sure he got that in. Well, it's in the rules. <laughs> Another faller, England, in the Windies. Mm. Oh, Poor Moddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's a riser. I, I went the other way. Yeah, I went West the West Indies. Indies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good point. Good point. And hopefully the Windies come down here. They've got a few young players, don't they? So the test level is totally different to a bit of white ball cricket. But, yeah, they're, they're, hopefully they sort it out. Well, this is this is where they play their best cricket in the white ball. When We need the West Indies to be competitive. They, they weren't in the, the World Cup and they've they got good enough players and entertainers that you need to start to see them back in ICC events. So Darren Semi's taken over the, um, the coaching. So a bit of luck they get a bit of that West Indian spirit back and mm. we start seeing them ICC events. And we've got a new category here. It's called stayers because it's not a riser. Unfortunately for the batter in question, it's not a faller. Matthew Bossisto has gone viral in the cricket world for the lucky escape in batting history. We put this on our Instagram account. It's the photo. It defies logic. It's a picture of a set of stumps with the middle peg at 45 degrees, but the bales are still together and still intact. So the bales haven't been broken. After a long mm. chat, Matthew was given not out. Matthew got in touch with us on Instagram and said he didn't capitalise on the good luck, hitting just one more boundary <laughs> before he got out in his third grade game in the ACT. We put a poll up and 60% agreed it was not out. Thoughts? Out. Not out. Yeah, not out. Not out. No, Bale Bale's, stayed on. Yeah. Bale stayed on. So all happy with that? Yeah. I've never, ever seen that before. I'd be questioning no. the umpire as yeah. to how that he put, he yeah. or she put together. the bales Third grade on. Canberra cricket, there, there's got to be Chewy there. <laughs> there has to be Chunga. Maybe he's done a manus and like mm. moved the bale and at the same time stuck something on there. That that could happen to manus in a test. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone that manus that could happen. Oh dear. So that's our last time in um as a as a trio in the studio because you're using your passport for fun over the next few months. But we will be in touch, obviously. Mm -hmm. But uh, not only good luck with the trip over there, but good luck when you get on the ground. And so what's your – is it the test match starts on December 21? Yep, that's it. 21st of December, first test match in India. I think we've – How good. We've ever – well, I've ever played, so. Any kind of cricket when you get on the ground or it's just training sessions? We opted against the warm-up game. We're just playing a one-dayer because after the last three-day warm-up game we Smart. played in England, I broke two fingers and a few people got injured, so we're just going to go a one-dayer. It's not worth it anyway. Should have yeah. called, called the game off on the ballooning pitch. <laughs> Should have, could have. Didn't. I think it was more the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that one day against? Uh, like a Mumbai side. So okay. the Indians are playing England in a test match mm -hmm. right as we get there. So it'll be good to be able to watch them play. Yeah, cool. You you will face eight medium paces on a green wicket. Yeah. <laughs> Not one spinner. Yeah. Well, we, we gathered that. That yeah. we're we're best off actually just training on the facilities yeah. and then just playing one day game to get yeah. everyone moving because yep. there's no real value in it the preparation no. and we don't play enough Test cricket to sort of yep. warrant it so let's just get into it. Yeah, fair enough. Get into it and go well. Thank you. And Hads, uh, you're here, there, and everywhere with big bash commitments and Test commitments. So I'll speak to you when I see you next. I'll be around. Excellent. That was Willow talk. <laughs> Have a good one, everyone. <laughs>